Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the Purpose of Motherhood podcast. I'm Ashley Kasten. So today we are going to talk about homeschooling your kids. And for those of you that maybe feel the call on your heart, or maybe you're really intimidated by it, you don't know much about it, you're going to leave today feeling encouraged and having a good view of what homeschooling really is and what it's not and all of the lies that we believe kind of behind it. So um, before we start, I'm going to share with you a little something fun like I always try to do. I actually learned a new skill this past week. I learned how to make paper flowers. Do any of you do any kind of crafty thing like that, like making flowers or jewelry or wreaths? I am not a super crafty person by nature. I am a plan follower though. If you give me really good details or um, instructions, I usually can follow that, but I'm not super crafty on my own only because I'm not a very slow detail oriented person. I tend to be a more just let's get it done person. So that doesn't always make me a good uh, a crafty person because you know, I'm just not always very slow and careful, but my flower actually turned out really good. It took forever. It took me like an hour and a half to make this one flower, but, (laughs) and I still have several more to make for my daughter's little reading nook that she's going to have in the playroom, but it was lots of fun. So tell me, are you crafty or not? I would love to hear from you guys. Where are my crafty mamas at? I would love to hear what it is that you're into. Okay. So let's jump in. And actually, before I do, I want to lay a quick foundation and just put out my intentions here. My intentions in today's podcast are not to make you feel less than or judged or like you are sinning if you send your kids to public school or private school. My intentions are to break down any lies that would keep you from homeschooling your children. Because here's the truth. Our public schools are continuing to head in a direction that is against the word of God. We know this. This is just clear. A lot of the curriculum that they're putting out now and a lot of the agendas point back to a identity different than what God created, a man and a woman. There are just a lot of things that are changing and becoming accepted in our society. And so we need to be prepared as Christians, not fearful, but prepared to say, hey, you know what? This is no longer okay. It's time to take the kids back into our home and to shelter them from the worldly view of this. You're not going to shelter them from um, all views of it. You're just going to shelter them from the view that could possibly get deeply rooted in their hearts. That's what you want to avoid. And so in homeschooling, you're able to expose them to the biblical view of these topics. So talk to them about identity. Talk to them about uh, what, what Jesus thinks about the poor or the hungry. Talk to them about what he thinks about a man and a woman. But do it from a, be- um, a biblical perspective. And so that's really the purpose of homeschooling or one of the big purposes is to be able to educate them 
in a way that exposes them to things, but from a godly perspective, so they can grow up strong in those roots in um, Christ. So again, you are not wrong if you send your kids to public school or private school. You are not sending that is not all the purpose of this, but I just want all of us to feel like we can. I want every single mom to feel like at the end of this podcast that if I choose to, I can absolutely do it because if you don't think you can, then it's, it's really lies from the enemy. You may choose not to, and that's okay, but I want you to know that you can. And here's one more thing I'll add to that. Obviously, I do have a strong passion for homeschooling, and here's why. There is never going to be a better substitute for your children than you. There will never be a better teacher for your children than you. And here is why. Because God put those little kids in your home. If he didn't trust you with them, he wouldn't have put them in your home. And really, public school education was an idea that came around. I think it was in the 16th century. I could be wrong with that. But it was an idea that came up when all of these parents were schooling their children at home and raising them up. And they said, you know what? Actually, this would be a lot easier if we took them, put them in one place and have one of us teach them so we could go on and get more work done. That just would make sense, right? And so, again, not that that's wrong, but before that, what were people doing? They were raising up their own children. They were educating their own children, passing on their knowledge to them. But our society today tells us, hey, something's kind of wrong with you if you do that. It's kind of a weird thing to homeschool in some uh, cultures. Not not all of them, but in some even cities or um, communities, it's kind of a weird thing if you homeschool. But it's actually the most natural thing for us to do is to school our own children. So my goal for you today is to feel like that you are the best teacher for your children and you can absolutely do it if you want to. If the Lord calls you to it or if you've, start to see that the public school system is not meeting your needs and it's not matching up with what you want your child to be exposed to, I want you to feel like I can absolutely pull the plug on this thing at any minute and homeschool my kids and it doesn't bring me any fear. Fair enough? Does that sound good? Okay, so let's talk about some of these lies that we believe behind homeschooling. The first one is that I'm not patient enough. Um, this is all of us, isn't it? Really? This is probably the most commonly expressed phrase in motherhood. (laughs) I am not patient enough. I just don't have the patience. Motherhood takes so much patience and we have little of it because children take it all. (laughs) We have as little left at the end of the day, right? But here's the beautiful thing about motherhood. When, you know, when we sign up for this, when we have a child and we think about them being a baby and them being a toddler and them growing older. We know that there will be potty training. We know that there will be, there will be tantrums and there, there will be up all nights where we're feeding a baby or we're dealing with a sick child. We know all of this, right? But there's a grace that covers it. And if we are willing and able to let the Lord change us and challenge us and sharpen you know, our spirit and bring things out of us that don't belong there, then motherhood will actually become a refining process to where we will no longer say, I'm not patient enough, but we'll say, I need the Lord because, um, sure, my my flesh is not patient enough, but when I, when I lean into the Lord, like he fills that need. 
And for some of us, we have deeply rooted things that need healed or need removed. Um, like maybe, a, you know, some anger that we have to deal with or some controlling tendencies. And if we don't allow motherhood to refine us in those ways, what we'll end up doing is walking through motherhood bitter or walking through motherhood kind of resenting it or, you know, thinking things like, I just need a break from my kids. You know, I just, I can't be around them that much during the week. Um, and those are very real feelings, but we have to stop and say, okay, but if God created me to be a mother, why is it that I'm feeling this way? Because this is not a, a godly feeling to feel so angry or to feel so explosive or, um, to just get so annoyed with them. So instead of saying, oh, we'll just take the kids away so that I don't have to deal with it. The healthy view of that would be to say, okay, God, I'm going to be completely honest and transparent with you. When I'm around my kids all day, every day, this is how I feel, but I don't want to feel that way. And I know you've created me for more. And then to, you, got, you just have to allow him to teach you and to strip those places down in you and to maybe show you how to put good systems in your home or how to get your home um, under control, more organized. Uh, maybe just have good rhythms where the family has responsibilities and they're taking care of things. There's so many things that can contribute to that, that feeling of uh, anger or not being patient enough. And if you allow the Lord to teach you, he will, because he has done it with me. He has done it with me. So I'm telling you from experience that whatever it is personality wise or in your heart, that's making you feel like you can't homeschool. That is a lie from the enemy just to make you feel like you are not equipped. Okay. Lie number two, I can't homeschool because I don't have training. Okay. I was a kindergarten and first grade teacher and I will be the first person to tell you that none of my training helped me at all. I would have been better off actually if I did not go to college for elementary school teaching because I had all these ideas on my head of how public school classroom works and I tried to make that happen at home and it blew up in my face. <laughs> it was not pretty. Sure, I know how to control a classroom of 20 kids and use behavior charts and fill out behavior plans, but that tells me nothing about how to look at the hearts of my children and how to say, God, what is it that you've gifted them in and how can I water that and nurture it so that it grows into something that can be used for your kingdom. And that's exactly what homeschooling is. It's teaching them how to be independent, uh, God-loving adults one day, right? That fear the Lord and that have good manners and that know how to look people in the eye when they talk to them, that are confident in who they are and that are equipped with the word of God so that they can stand against the enemy schemes that are competent in basic reading, writing, and math, because that's part of serving the Lord too, right? Um, but that's really it. In fact, in our home, we say heaven, not Harvard. That's the end goal is for our kids to make the biggest impact in this world for the kingdom that they can and to make it to heaven, right? Because <laughs> at the end of all this, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if they got a degree in biology. I don't even know. I can't say anything fancy with that because my, it's mom brain, <laughs> whatever biology. I don't know. Some kind of fancy biology or something. It doesn't matter if they get a fancy degree. If they don't make it to heaven because they weren't rooted in Christ and they strayed from him or the world, you know, led them astray with their, um, their theology and their ideas. And then 
none of this matters. And so our main job is to equip them and train them in the Lord so that they can stand firm. So public school education training has nothing to do with homeschooling as far as I'm concerned. And the Lord is going to teach you and train you with your own kids anyways. And he's going to show you what they need. That was a big wake-up call for me. I had to completely throw out everything that I had learned and learn how to just stop comparing my children, stop holding them to public school standards, and just teach them. Just day by day, just keep opening up the Word, opening up whatever curriculum we were working on, going slow, taking breaks if we needed to, you know, not holding them to unrealistic expectations, and just enjoying them because this is going to be over so quickly. So you don't need training. Number three, I wouldn't know where to start. It's only overwhelming until you do it. I promise. It's one of those things that you think is going to be so hard and then you do it and you're like, that was the easiest part about homeschooling. Your state probably, um, or will, not probably, your state will have instructions on its website if you just go to your state and homeschool, um, if you just Google search it. They will lay out for you what exactly is required of you. For our state, it's super easy. We're in North Carolina. You just go on. You submit your high school diploma or college degree just to say that you've graduated. You name your homeschool, and that's it. You're done. Um, you're supposed to get your kids tested yearly. They don't even come to your house and check that, though. Actually, that's just for your own um, records. That's it. We don't take attendance. We don't do anything. Your state might have you take attendance. They might have you... Um, either save your records or go under an umbrella school, which would save you having to keep records. That sounds confusing to you right now if you have not homeschooled previously. And I know that, but I'm telling you, it is so easy. You're just not familiar with the terms, but um, just as I was, but it's easy. It is not a hard thing to register your kids to homeschool. So don't let that hold you up. Just go to your state's website and check it out. Also, when choosing curriculum, I have a webinar on my uh, website, if you go to thepurposeofmotherhood.com and scroll down to events, I just did, it's like a 15-minute webinar. You can listen to it while you're folding laundry. Click on stressful home, stress-free, not stressful, stress-free homeschooling. Sign up for the webinar. It'll get sent to your email, and you can listen to that. And I kind of give you a peek into our homeschool day and a good place to start with a basic, basic curriculum, nothing elaborate, nothing expensive, and when you follow that way, which I wish someone would have guided me in this way when I first started and held my hand and told me, you don't need to go buy all that stuff. Um, but when you start that way, it allows you to focus more and making memories with your kids and training them up in the word and not so much on just filling out worksheets. Because what will happen is if you only get a curriculum with worksheets, you're probably going to get burnout. Your kids are going to be a little bored and that's not going to be enjoyable. But if instead you go, okay, what's the bare minimum we need? And let's add some fun, creative things in there. And let's make sure we enjoy homeschool this year. And then next year we can look at what we want to add or you know, do anything different. But you've got to start off in a way that's enjoyable. That way you don't just feel defeated in that first year or feel like all you did was sit and make your kids do worksheets and they cried. So that's a great one to look at that um, uh, webinar. All right, number four, I don't have a homeschool community, so I can't homeschool. I promise you that unless you live in the Arctic, there is some kind of community near you because they are all over 
it's just, it's like when you're shopping for a car, right? And maybe you go shopping for a minivan. All of a sudden you see all these minivans around you everywhere you go. You notice them more. Same thing with the homeschool community. Once you start homeschooling, um, you will start to meet other homeschool families, maybe at playdates or parks, that kind of stuff. And also online, you can look for homeschool groups. There's things called co-ops, which is basically just a group of parents that come together and they all teach different classes and your kids can attend whatever classes they want to. Those are really fun to join when you first start because it gives you a fun outing every week and other homeschool families to connect with and your kids get to take different classes that other people teach. So it feels a little more like, you know, a regular classroom. If your kids are used to that, it kind of is a good way to uh, segue into homeschooling by doing a co-op. It's also just good just to meet new people and have other homeschool families to hang out with and give you that community of people doing the same thing you are. Um, so you can find those on Facebook too. There are field trip groups, groups specifically formed just to go on field trips together, which adds more fun into your homeschool routine. And you can Google search for your area, just like for us, Raleigh, North Carolina, homeschool co-ops or homeschool groups and find lists of those and just start calling on them. But I promise you can find a homeschool community if you are diligent about it. You might have to drive a little bit, but it is worth a drive. Even if you have to drive 45 minutes once a week to get to your co-op, that is a lot better than feeling like you have no community and quitting homeschooling because you didn't have the support that you needed. And of course, there's always online community too. There's a ton of online homeschool communities, but I like to have an in-person one where my kids can interact with other kids. Number five, my family would disapprove. Mama, let me just breathe some encouragement into you right now because it is a very real thing and a very hard thing when people are negative towards homeschooling. And unfortunately, it is kind of this, attitude that our society can have sometimes where if you are pulling your kids out of school that you're actually doing them a disservice that maybe they're not going to get a better education and they're going to be socially awkward or whatever that is such a lie in fact you can show these people the research not that you'd even need to because you don't owe them any kind of explanation any kind of justification listen you are doing what the lord is calling you to do for your family. And at the end of the day, they're not accountable for your kids. So don't let their discouraging voices come into your ear and change the way that you raise your kids. You do what the Lord is calling you to do and you stand confident in it. And just know for your own good, not for theirs, but for your own good, if you decide to homeschool, you are actually setting your kids up to receive scholarships Colleges often seek out homeschool kids over other ones to receive scholarships to come to their schools because they know that homeschool kids score higher on tests. This is, again, research-based. You can look it up and don't take my word for it. But um, homeschool kids typically do better on academic uh, tests, like placement tests. They also usually are more responsible. They are highly sought after for jobs. In fact, I just was talking yesterday to a mom who said that um, her daughter who's in high school was just um, um, what's the word I'm looking at she was just sought after for a job when they found out that she was homeschooled she was approached by this couple who owns a coffee shop because they knew that she had been homeschooled and that she would be a good fit for their coffee shop so above other people they sought out her Um, and again I mean it kind of makes sense because when you are in a home um, you are 
kind of around those daily responsibilities and you're having to take care of your own uh, schoolwork and stay on top of things versus kind of just floating around along in a classroom. So it's just an advantage that homeschool kids have. And it's kind of a good thing to know that, that you're actually doing them a favor by um, homeschooling. Okay. Number six is I have to work. I was there, mama. I was a, a working almost mama to be. I was pregnant with my first one and I was teaching first grade and my husband was working at a county park and there was no way we were going to be able to make it work financially. I had to continue working, but it was my heart's desire to stay at home with my children. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and lo and behold, I got laid off, which is not at all how I expected that prayer to be answered. But I was so thankful for it because it forced us to move into my parents' house for two years. Sacrifice, absolutely hard, absolutely, but worth it, absolutely. We paid off all of our debt in those two years. We were able to buy a house. My husband got a new job during that time too, so we were able to buy our first house, and I've been home ever since. Also, we got rid of cable. We got rid of all kind of luxury items like eating out. We rarely eat out now. We are very, a lot more frugal with our money. We're not shopping all the time or buying new clothes all the time. But can I tell you that we are so much happier than we ever were before that we have found so much joy in the little things. And when we do spend money, we spend it on the things that really matter that we have memories from, like little vacations or trips here and there. We do take a lot of trips as a family. That's um, something that people will comment on. Um, quite frequently that, oh, you guys take trips all the time. And it's not because we are loaded by any means. We're in ministry. Um, But it's because we've just learned to, and it's been hard, but so fruitful. And now we're just used to it, but we've learned just to be tighter on what we spend our money on and to put it in the things that really matter. So we would rather go stay the night at a hotel on the beach and have those memories from that than eat out a couple times a week. And when you are at home, it's a lot easier to plan your meals, to have a tighter grocery budget, and to not be eating out. You don't have to buy your own work clothes. You don't have to pay for daycare, childcare, all the things that you have to pay for because you are outside of the home. Those costs get taken away. So you'd be surprised at how much um, it gets taken out of your budget when you do stay at home. So just a little encouragement to you if you are in that place where you're like, I have to work, we have to have that income. I would say that to look at, really look at your budget and see what you can cut out and also pray, pray that the Lord would make a way because if he's put it on your heart, then guess what? He's already got the plans for that. So you don't need to worry about it. You just need to pray and trust him and stand in faith. Okay. Number seven, I want my kids to be socialized. Okay. Unless you are a hermit or socially awkward and you live under a rock, your kids are going to be just fine. There are so many avenues for them to socialize at church, at dance, at um, the grocery store, at the library, at a park. Your kids are going to be just fine. That is such a weird lie (laughs) that people believe or think that's just one of those questions. Like, aren't your kids going to be weird? I don't know. There must have been this group of people at one point who, you know, homeschooled their kids and never let them leave the house, you know, isolated themselves from people. And there was this weird, you know... I don't know, idea on people's heads is that's what homeschool kids was. I, I, I don't know, but that is not true now. So that's just not even a lie to believe. 
Okay, number eight, I want my kids to get into college. I already kind of touched on this a little, so I'm going to kind of breeze through that. But your kids will have a leg up if you are homeschooling them. And when it comes to having a high school transcript and a degree, that's easy too. You just start taking grades. Again, you can look this up on your state's website, but um, for them to be able to get a transcript and graduate, officially graduate from your home, it's just a matter of record keeping. Nothing elaborate or crazy, and it's not going to be a weird thing if they were homeschooled. Um, It's becoming so popular too, more and more especially Christian families are turning to homeschooling as an alternative to public schools. And so we're going to see a larger amount of these kids graduating. And so don't even worry about that for a second. Okay. If you have any other questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm not going to take any more of your time, but just know this, that you are equipped. You are totally equipped to educate your children. Don't let the enemy make you feel like for some reason that, you're the exception to this rule that everyone else could do it, but you can't. It's a beautiful thing to be able to homeschool your kids and to have that time with them that you are not giving up to someone else to be able to make those memories with them. Um, and so I am just passionate about that because I see that. I see the reward in doing it. And I want to help as many other moms as possible get to that place of finding joy in and having their kids home with them as possible because I know this is a big way that we can make an impact for the kingdom is by raising these kids up in our homes and just getting them solid and getting them ready to launch out into the world so um, whatever it is you decide I'm praying for blessing for you and that you just have a year that um, brings fruit for your family Let's pray now. Lord, I come to you right now and I pray that you would give wisdom to all of the moms listening today, that they would hear you clearly on what it, is, what it is that you have for their family, whether it's to send them to school or to keep them home. God, I pray that you would give them confidence, that you would silence any lies of the enemy coming to discourage or to tell them that they are not equipped and not called. Lord, I pray that there would be a and ease to those transitioning into homeschooling and that you would be with them, that you would sharpen them and mold them, God, and that above all, that they would carefully listen to your voice as you show them, you teach them how to raise up their kids in the way that you've created them to be. In your name we pray. Amen.